Bruce, the news is recorded in front of a live internet audience on Spreaker. Studio DNA presents Peruse the News. Every week, many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your hosts to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join them on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure. And here come our hosts now. Please welcome, it's Aaron and You I got, did it. You did it. You I did it. didn't laugh yeah, this you time. You the whole thing. It was amazing. It just takes me a few episodes to get in. Well, in today's news, we're going to be learning about old technology, new technology, human kindness, and Aaron wants to talk about sports. Of course I do. Well, so we'll let you do that. The, uh, <laughs> I don't have a sports podcast. It's one of the only <laughs> kinds of podcasts I don't get to do. Uh, the big news today is going to be the nationwide school walkout, so we're going to check our thoughts on that. And if you're live with us right now and you have thoughts on the big news, comment on Spreaker and we will chat about your comments at the end of the show when we talk about the big news. Absolutely. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on all of that. Uh, how's it going? Good. Yeah? Yeah, I feel like... What's the what? I, I feel like I'm getting back to normal and I'm excited because there may be like some semblance of a routine kind of forming in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've never been someone who's wanted routines. So it's very exciting for me. Yeah, that comes with parenthood. Yeah. Like there's something really cool about the foundation of here's the rhythm of my life. Yeah. Let's all lock in, shall we? <laughs> we uh, gave Iris a bath like you normally do with children. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's just be clear. I haven't given any of my children a bath in a while. <laughs> okay. The youngest is the 13. babies, <laughs> specifically the babies. And although sometimes I wanted to, we've read um, articles, you know, like you're not supposed to over clean children, you know, let their yeah. bodies build up oh, natural absolutely. oils yeah. and things like that. So we don't like bathe her a whole bunch. Right. But we do like a couple times a week, which I feel is enough. She oh, doesn't that's plenty. Stink. That's great. No, you're you know, good. We, we make sure she's in good condition. Well, and it's not like you're not cleaning her like after a diaper or oh, right, those right, kind right, of right. You know what I mean? Like right. you're, you're taking care of the specific parts of her that need, you know, yes, special attention. That is correct. But yeah, no, overall, I think you're doing good. We noticed, though, that after she has a bath, she sleeps really well. <laughs> so now you're bathing her every three hours. So we're like, maybe we should up the baths to three or four times a week just so she sleeps. So we're thinking about, you know, trying to introduce a new kind of routine for mm, her to yeah. help her kind of rest at night. A sleeping routine will be, that should be coming for her pretty soon, I would imagine, like where she's yeah. really starting to sleep big chunks at night mm-hmm. and be up more of the day, which, you know, pros and cons. Pros and cons. You know, she's she's. I would think she, or at least our kids did, they took naps, you know, right up until they started going to school, really. Um, so, but it got quickly down to one nap in the afternoon. Yeah. And it was maybe like a three hour nap in the afternoon and then they'd sleep, you know, 10 hours a night, that kind of thing. I do this thing where I'm trying very carefully to not compare myself to other parents, but also learn from people who've been through parenting before. Yeah. Yeah. Because I hear from my friends and my family members, people who love me, like, you just do you mm-hmm. and your kid goes along with you. you so to. even though I'm not naturally a routine type person, maybe I can find a nice balance. So, but anyways, that's kind of what's going on in my world. It seems so boring. I talk about it because it's like all I think about 
Well, it's your life. It is It is now like the dominant thing going on in my life. I've been very happy to get back to some semblance of routine this week. Uh, I just feel like I've been traveling every other week. I was in Nashville again. Because you have been. <laughs> well, some weeks. I think there was three weeks in a row I was traveling. Yeah. In one way or another. And then I had a week off and then I'm traveling again. Um, but I think it's going to be a bit before I'm I'm traveling. The one good part of that combined with working out, which I've talked about before, is, man, I am plowing through my podcasts. I just kind of let them pile up, you okay, know? Yeah. I, I have so many podcasts that I listen to, and I have a priority order. Um, my podcast player, when it downloads them, it automatically puts them into a playlist based on where I've told it to. So I have it, you know, place them at certain places in the podcast order so that I'm always listening to the most, the oldest one I haven't listened to. And I'm always listening first to the ones I care most about. So uh, it's, uh, it's this whole system. I, it, my brain just likes to create efficient systems. And this is how I do podcasts. But I've caught all the way up to the one. There's just one podcast that I started listening to late. And I have about 150 episodes downloaded. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh, my goodness. But I'm into those now. Are they like 15-minute long podcasts? No, no, it's actually one of the longest podcasts I listen to. They're often over two hours. Oh, my goodness. Um, but anyways, I've caught up with a bunch of stuff, heard some really cool stuff. I highly recommend the Smarty Plants episode of Radio Lab, where they talk about how plants have brains. Yeah. Um, there's an episode recently of This American Life called Five Women, um, which kind of goes into the Me Too movement about five different women who had experiences being harassed by the same man and kind of their different perspectives on life and, you know, how those how they, how they manage yeah. the reality was of that. Fascinating and powerful, I thought. So there's just I love I love this I love podcasts. I really do. I, I and, do too. And so it's been fun to kind of catch up on that, that stuff. That must feel good to catch up. It really does. Because when it backs up like that, oof. At points, The Moth, you know the podcast, yeah. The Moth is a storytelling podcast. There's nothing that is uh, priority, like urgent for what's going on now. So it is the last before that one that I'm talking that that is still on there. Second to last. Second to last. And I, I had about 40 of those that I had to get through. I love The Moth. So but it was great. It was good listening story. to them. We should do a podcast on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> We should. Okay, no, let's not. How about do we that. do a podcast on perusing the newsing? <laughs> yeah, this podcast is uh, and huge thanks to our patron supporters, and we wanted to especially thank Caleb today. Caleb actually has traveled to Springfield, Missouri, when Aaron and I have done a live, like in the same room yeah. in front of an audience podcast. Love Caleb, and uh, he drove. I think six or seven hours. There was a lot I enjoyed about doing those live podcasts, those live shows. Yeah, me too. Um, but is it wrong to say that the thing I miss the most about not doing one this year is not seeing Caleb this I year? I know. <laughs> it's so funny. It's true, like, though. I just enjoyed like those times we got to hang out with him. So Caleb yeah, is really cool. awesome. And so thank you for your support, Caleb. We really appreciate you. Let's do it. Let's peruse some news. You want to kick off uh, the news today, Aaron? Let's talk sports. We're going to start with sports. Uh, I Listen, I would have pushed for this as the big story. Like, oh, really? I, I mean, it is in my life. The March Madness tournament has always been a really big deal. Everybody gets their picks in. You know, you have all that kind of stuff. And it's starting this week. Um, just a couple days from now. Do so. you remember when I gave you my picks? I do. Do you remember how I did it? Uh, uh, no. I closed my eyes uh-huh. and I, I I made a like blank and then I I would just like, if I saw a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Oh, that's right. You did it all on Mysterious Instinct. Yeah. You, I did not do you well. You did not do all that great. <laughs> but you got some right. My thumbs up, thumbs down instinct is not 
Not great. Um, I enjoy it for the amount of close competition that this tournament brings. Plus, basketball is a sport that I've always enjoyed that I feel like I can keep enjoying without any moral quandaries, unlike football. <laughs> so it's the one sport that I've really poured myself into even recently. I was, I've was i been watching uh, some more professional basketball, and I just remember, because I played basketball for a long time, and it just brings back how much I love that game. It's just such a fun game. It's intricate. It's really interesting. And college basketball is so smart. In the professional, you know, on the professional teams, it's a lot of superstars who are, they're, they're amazing. They're doing great stuff. But, you know, in college, it's like, you know, plays and backdoors and out-of-bounds stuff that's really cool. So, yeah, I like the college game. Plus, my team's doing really well. Go Michigan. Wait, it hasn't started yet. Well, How do you know season. they're doing well? Well, they just won the Big Ten tournament. So, like, they just won a big tournament, and now they're going to the the national tournament. So, yeah. Okay. They've got a good team. I think people are ranking them somewhere between, like, 8 and 10. That's good. Overall. Yeah. So Cool. Yeah. Are, are you done? <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't have anything to add? <laughs> Certainly March Madness impacts your home. Although I'm not actually true. I'm not actually sure that's true. I don't know that Justin gets into college basketball. My husband does not. <gasps> no. So I For shame. I've never watched one of these special games. Oh, it's so fun. My dad loves basketball though. Yeah. He, and he played basketball. So that's like my only feeling about mm-hmm. basketball in general is that my dad played it and and he was very good at it and his nickname that became his actual name that he changed his name to was because of that. So like, oh, nice. there's like this nostalgia kind of feel. His but basketball I, uh, nickname was Hammer? Yeah, that's how he got his name. Is it because he fouled people all the time? Like, how do you get the nickname Hammer? So before it was called Slam Dunk, it was called Hammering the Ball. Oh, he was a dunker. And it was illegal. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've heard tale. But the crowds loved it. Of course. So he got to where the crowds would be chanting it. And the um, refs would turn their back so he could do it and they didn't have to foul No, him. that's a great story. And so everyone. See, sportsing <laughs> is great. <laughs> everyone called him Hammer. That's fun. So the crowd goes, Hammer, Hammer. And all the all the refs were like, okay, fine, we'll turn around. Mm-hmm. What is the other team just let him do it? Or was it during like warm ups or something? I think that it was not a choice that they had. I think he was just really good. <laughs> wow. I think he still holds records at his hometown. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so everyone called him Hammer. My mom, when she met him, didn't even know his real, his quote unquote real name until mm-hmm. later. I don't so, know his real name. I, th- I thought it was Hammer. Well, he changed it. Yeah. So it now legally is his wow. name. Wow. Yeah. If I had a nickname that became my real name based on my basketball playing. You'd be Dice Dicer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Your basketball name. That's different. What was your basketball nickname? Uh, Tiny Jump. I don't know. I could not jump very well. Tiny? <laughs> yeah. Tiny, maybe like uh, Earthbound. Could be Tiny Dice. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Uh, mine is really, I like this stories like this. An Australian woman discovers a message in a bottle that was sent in 1886. That is a few years ago. It is now considered the oldest message in a bottle ever found. 132 years. Yep. It came from a German ship and what they were doing, uh, they were doing experiments from, I think it said 1886 to 1933, no, 1864 to 1933. And what they would do is they just dump a whole bunch of bottles overboard that had the name of the ship and their coordinates. And it asked whoever found the bottle to contact the German consulate. And whenever uh, this, so she found this bottle, thought it looked really pretty. 
that's cool. And she brought it home and a friend had looked at it and noticed that, first of all, it was uncorked and water and it was wet. Was Wow. So once the paper dried is when they opened it up and they really couldn't make out the date on it. It said June 12th. I'm surprised sure. they were able to make anything out on it. Like, I was too. How was it un? How was it? It must have just come uncorked or something. Yeah. Because you would think if it became uncorked, eventually it'd be at the bottom of the ocean pretty quickly. Right. I don't. I mean, I don't understand how currents work, but that's why I don't go in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the many, many, many reasons I don't go in the ocean. <laughs> but anyhow, they ended up you know, contacting the German consulate. And what they did is they matched the bottle up to the logs that they have kept just, you know, on Mm. file. So they knew, yes, we did. That was one of our bottles. And so they've gone through a lot of like testing to make sure that this is authentic. It seems to be very authentic. It's going to be on display uh, at the Western Australian Museum for the next two years. So that's cool. Yeah, I love stuff like that, that things like that can survive. I mean, what thick glass that must be to just like roll around on the bottom of the ocean. You, you think it was on the bottom of the ocean? What else would it be? I guess floating, floating on top, and then yeah. the idea is there's air trapped in there. So it floats. So but I'm just thinking that it would be on the bottom, I guess, because it was uncorked. Well, that's what I'm saying. But how? But it just doesn't. But anyway, maybe so it you think it was uncorked and it sank. I See, no I was, that's why I said it must have been recently uncorked. I am not a bottle <laughs> in the ocean expert. Have you ever done that, though? Have you ever thrown a, a message in a bottle into the ocean? Okay. That would mean I would have to have gone on the ocean. Okay, fair enough. Which I haven't. No, you wouldn't have to go on the ocean. You just got to go beside the ocean. You've been to a beach before, right? Wouldn't it just come right back to you? No, not necessarily. It's terrifying. See, this is another reason you don't go in the ocean. If it can sweep out a bottle, you can go This too. is how people die. Yeah, the ocean sweeps things outwards. Yeah, it's the, not, it's, it's, not it's, okay. it's kind of counterintuitive, right? Okay. Because you think the waves would push everything inwards, but that's only at the front. Like, if you get past those first waves, it, it pulls back. I almost got sucked out to sea one time. That yeah? That was enough for me. But that's for another time. <laughs> and maybe I'll do that for one of our pre-show stories. <laughs> The day I almost died. There's several stories about the day I almost died. Yeah, that's true. What's your next story? Uh, Sometimes karma is just right. Waffle House waitress helps man cut his food and gets scholarship. This was a really sweet story. Tell Um, me about it. So this waitress in Texas was just helping out a customer who was old and had said, you know, my hands don't work very well. And so she helped him cut his meat. So she's standing there helping him cut the meat. And another patron of the store took a picture of her doing that for him, posted it on Facebook, said, you know, kindness is free, everybody. I think she said y'all because it's in Texas. Kindness is free, y'all. Kindness is free, y'all. And hashtagged it a few ways. And it, it went viral. And eventually one of the local colleges said, you know what? We want to honor this simple act of kindness and gave her a scholarship to go to school there. So what? Paid for her school. See? Isn't that great? You cut up someone's sausage and then you're going to college. So I just feel like I've been telling my boys all day since I read this, like, you know. Get go, out of the house. Go into restaurant. <laughs> like one of my sons work at Little Caesars. Yeah. Like, you know, cut their pizza for. Oh, wait, you all you do that already. Right. Well, why don't they have scholarships? They cut people's pizza every day. Because someone has to take a picture of them doing it for oh, an elderly right. person, Aaron. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's a great story. I love that stuff. No, that's good stuff. Well, we want to thank you again for listening to Peruse the News. This podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. And there are several different uh, podcasts that you can find. If you just search for the word Studio DNA 
which is all one word. Growing list of podcasts that are happening. And keep your ears open at Studio DNA at patreon.com slash Studio DNA for some new podcast announcements that might be happening here in the near future. Ooh. So we're excited about those. Uh, if you support, starts at three bucks a month. Some fun perks to go along with that, including your own dedicated podcast feed that has uh, the bonus, bonus episodes, including the pre-shows, which today... We talked about all sorts of fun stuff. We talked about pop culture culture stuff this, yeah, today. And I guess at some point in time, I'm going to talk about my near-death experiences. That'll be on the pre-show. Danae talked about her Black Panther thoughts. I did. In the pre-show today. So you can uh, check all that out. If you're a supporter, three bucks a month will do it at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Well, my next couple of stories are um, things I find fascinating. Of course, so I'm going to you know gravitate towards scientific breakthroughs. I think that makes sense opposed to things that you don't find interesting at all. Like sports. <laughs> Scientists develop eye drops that could repair eyes damage, making glasses unnecessary. Mm. So I'm really curious how this will develop. Right now, it's just being tested on animals, which I hate. But yeah, it's just I, you know, one of those things. But you, if you think of it, that it's helping make their eyes better, like yeah. But how they get bad in the first place well, is my question. Oh, you think they would make the animals' eyes bad yeah. just so they could test this on them? Yeah, for sure. Oh, I don't think they're allowed to do that kind of stuff anymore. Uh, I don't <laughs> know about that. I don't know about that. This isn't Tel Aviv. I don't know. (laughs) They're probably helping to heal all those animals that the makeup companies have been using for testing. That's probably true. Um, Have you damaged a cornea? Send the pig (laughs) our way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, This is the Bar Elon, and I apologize if I'm saying this wrong, Bar Elon University's Institute of Nanotechnology and Advanced Materials in Tel Aviv. That's Nanotechnology. So this is a new concept for correcting refractory problems. This is a nano uh, drop. And during the presentation, the eye drops have repaired a pig's cornea, producing improvements in short-sightedness and long-sightedness. And clinical tests on humans is scheduled to begin later on this year. So wow. I guess it's going into people phase. I'm soon. so excited. I so. am. I can't. I, I just. Is it bad? Look, I'm. I'm ready for heaven. I mean, heaven's yeah. cool. I, you know, I want to go there, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But at some point, like. As they continue to figure out how to heal people and how the body works, we're going to start to figure out, not necessarily immortality, but we're going to start to figure out like how to uh, stop aging. Well, if Wakanda's real, we're going to have that <laughs> real quick. <laughs> and I got to say, I'm on board. Like, sign me up for the trials. Like, but quick, you know, like I'm almost getting to the point where I wouldn't want to stop there. Like right now, I, I'm good. Like if we can, if we can stop my aging here, like I'm still good. Like another, another ten to twenty years. You don't want to be here anymore. But yeah, after that, I'll be like, oh, this is a little too late. I'll go ahead and head to heaven. But it is really interesting how this stuff is going to develop. I'm curious how this will work. But this was really interesting too because according to uh, the Jerusalem Post, which the website I'm reading is kind of a recopy of that, pac- patients would open an application on their smartphone, measure their eye refractions at home, create a laser pattern. And then a laser corneal stamping of an optical pattern onto the corneal surface of their eye. So this has already been done successfully on pig's eyes. And then they uh, drops of the synthetic nanoparticle solution can correct the vision problem. So there's like it's this amazing. whole series. And the fact that it involves a smartphone app that you can like scan your eye at home. It just reminds me like my technology does my smartphone does things like I don't need to just think about Polytopia and Clash Royale, <laughs> which is pretty much and taking videos. Like right. it can do so many incredible things. Isn't it true that like the 
the computing power of my smartphone is stronger than the first computer that oh, sent a man yeah, to space. Yeah, by far. So it's yes, just, there's more. There's so many times more uh, computing power in your smartphone than the first space shuttle. It's that insane. Took man to the moon. Yeah. So we're we're just we're moving forward at a rapid pace. I get excited about breakthroughs like this, but I also get a little freaked out. Yeah. So hopefully they're treating the pigs well, but this is something that we might be, those of us who wear glasses may be affected by in the near future. I'm so on board. If I had the money, I would already have had like a corrective laser surgery. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. But I just, I, it's not covered by insurance. So $5,000. Yeah. Is it coming down? I know. When the last time I looked, it was it was five thousand per eye, or was it like per 20? eye? Yeah, that's the last time I looked yeah. too. I want it to be expensive, Aaron. Why? Because I want to know that it's worth it. Like I don't want to be like seven fifty, and I'll put wanna, a laser in your you eyeball. You want to go to the guy that's like uh, twenty bucks I'll and cut uh, you a deal and twenty bucks, and I'll make you see real good. <laughs> well, there's these contact or these drops that can fix your eyes if I mess it up. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Exactly. This is terrifying. Scientists detect fingerprint of first light ever in the universe. A new scientific article uh, has We're come gonna out. We're going to have a scientific second part of our show. Well, it's this, fun. I always find this stuff really interesting because... How, how do they know where the light... That's, is yes. that where God is? Is yes. that where heaven is? It's in, they have done. They have taken a fingerprinting, and it is God's fingerprint. So, what? <laughs> you know, um, this is talked of in primarily godless terms. You know, this article isn't about necessarily creation, right? Other, it's about the Big Bang, and they're saying what they have detected is this light that was pre what they call the cosmic dark ages. So apparently, according to scientists, how I I know we'll how? get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Telescopes? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Big uh, Stephen what are they Hawking's called? mind? How? <laughs> yes, the combination of those things. Oh my goodness. Uh, so the Big Bang happens. There's this, you know, big explosion, and then there's this no light because there's no stars. So there's cosmic dark ages um, for about four hundred thousand years, they say, and then the first stars start to come out. Uh, about one hundred and eighty million years of that, and then black holes happen. That changes some things. Is that, that like, creates... it's like the uh, black holes are like the pothole of the universe? <laughs> That's right. Okay. okay. Yes. Uh, and then reionization because of the black holes happens. That happens for a while, and then that develops modern galaxies. Okay, here's so the thing. that's the idea. I totally understand how archaeologists can discover things about, like you know, our planet because mm-hmm. they can dig into our soil and say, "This is what we see." Da 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 da. So, oh, here, you know, this many years ago, this was happening. But how can we do that with space? Uh, radio telescopes are incredible, like with what they can do and what they can see and how far they can see, those kind of things. But here's my thing. All of this is theory. And right. it's big theory, big time theory. And it always cracks me up because we're just so sure of ourselves. Yeah. And I know <laughs> that's true. you don't have to look very far back in history to see things that we've been sure of ourselves about yeah. that are way off <laughs> according Y2K. to modern uh, modern <laughs> things, you know? <laughs> so, um, the you know, I always smile at the humanity of this. Like, there's something about humans looking at vast, eternal space and going, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there is a part of me. There's, there's two parts that fight, right? There's a part of me that's like... Cool. Yeah, that part that's like, this is amazing. I want to know everything we can know about this. And there's other part of me that like, whatever. Why am I even paying attention to this? Eat it's another, all guessing. Eat more ice cream. Or just guessing. That's cool. <laughs> so so anyways, but I did find it interesting that they are saying right. that they found, quote unquote, the fingerprints of creation. So, Well, um, 
I'll take a weird transition into my next one. Sure. This is the guy who doesn't have fingerprints because he's missing his hand. His, that happens. Yeah. But he um, created, he had a prosthetic hand and his he and his friend, let me read the title, I guess. That's what we usually do. Yeah, start with the title. Bionic Nerf Artillery Replaces Prosthetic Hand. Yes! <laughs> uh, so he and his buddy, they'd play Nerf guns and he always kind of razzed. He's like, well, you have an advantage because you have a hand. And so they decided to <laughs> reconfigure a Nerf gun now, they had to actually find a very specific one that's automatic because Nerf has only ever made one like automatic one mm-hmm. called the Swarm Fire, and it's not been sold for a lot of years, so they had to go onto Craigslist, and they found one like in France or something, so they had to like... Wow. But it's this... Um, it looks like an arm cannon. That's so great. I mean, you see it all the time in sci-fi. Right. You see arm replacement with weapons and all that kind of stuff. I think of... Even back to Evil Dead, where he replaced his missing arm with a chainsaw. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things that you see. Yeah. So I love the fact that he's actually doing this with a Nerf gun. That is so cool. So he has this, you know, like the electrons on the side of his arm. So anytime his muscles twitch, it activates the Nerf gun. And so the Nerf gun just like, you know, shoots a little Nerf dart and then, you know, turns over to the next one and then shoots the Nerf gun. Oh, that's amazing. I just think it's fun to watch people play with technology in this way where they can and also with like 3d printing technology Mm -hmm. all the really incredible prosthetic pieces that we're seeing no longer is it just this stump looking like weirdness it's like it's personalized it's fashionable it goes along with what they want and you can also do an automated arm cannon with a nerf gun that's pretty fun you're coming to my side with this the you know the bionics and the uh becoming a cyborg like i feel like you're you're coming around here but that's for this guy <laughs> i don't feel like you need he's literally a cyborg now he really is but it's like a nerf cyborg <laughs> it's different i just you love that this, nerf borg yeah um i found this article on makezine.com which i know some of the websites you know they have a lot of ads and stuff mm-hmm. but the video is just really fun of he, he and his buddy you know running around you sure it's not make zine make zine i would think like a magazine oh that makes more sense <clears throat> you know how sometimes you just mispronounce no no, no totally out? totally i was just but the video if you want to search for the video is we made a diy prosthetic nerf gun is oh the that's name amazing it. so you can probably find it on other sites that's a lot of fun yeah what would you put on what would you put on your uh, arm if, if i you was lost mis- hand? if i lost <laughs> um what would you want there what would be most useful for you? Probably like a diaper pail. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Here comes Danae. You can smell her from a mile away. That would be one of those good ones. Oh my goodness! Of all the things to think about putting onto your okay, body, okay, fine. A, like a, a, a dispenser for wipes, a wipes dispenser. No, Aaron. I would. Do I'm just some... trying to get practical for you. Th- those are practical for the wrong okay i would probably the first thing that came to mind is you know those devices where you put them on your head and they kind of spread out and like massage your head okay do you know what i'm talking about nope oh my gosh they have like these long spindly fingers and on the end of them are these little that sounds creepy round sort of balls and when you put it put it on your scalp and you push down it expands and it comes down the side of your of your head expanding finger balls (laughs) yes yeah I realize it's hard to describe now. 
<laughs> a little maybe a little awkward. No, that's I it sounds I just amazing. have one of those because it wouldn't first of all, it'd be really fun to just do and it's really relaxing and just kinda of puts you in a state of relaxation, mm-hmm. number one. And number two, you could do it to others and just it kind of shuts their brain off. So it's like, hey yeah, come over here and just <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could put Iris to sleep that way. Just Yeah. I would want attachments. Yeah, yeah. You'd want you want, want different attachments you know, to be able like, to have them. In the kitchen. I'm learning how to cook. Mm-hmm. You have a whisk. Maybe I could have a whisk, mm-hmm. and then I just take that off and put on another one. Yeah, that'd be kind of. Fun. I don't know. It's a little bit dangerous. I've heard it's whiskey. Wow. To be able to do that it doesn't come without a whisk. Wow. <laughs> just wow, Aaron. You're welcome. That that is just wow. Before we get to the big news, I uh, want to highlight one of the shows on this Studio DNA Podcast Network. What do you want to highlight? Uh, let's talk about horrible movie podcasts. Yeah. This is a fun podcast and maybe you've tried it out. You should definitely listen just on Spreaker. It's probably the easiest place. If you go to Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, you can see all the podcasts on the network. Click on Horrible Movie Podcast. When they go live, you can actually, you know, get a notification when HMP goes live. You can comment on the show and hear them. Find out like what movies they're going to be watching. Watch them along and kind of play along with the guys. Jack is the um, host, and producer Phil is also on the podcast. Yeah, we talk about producer Phil here, but you actually get to hear his voice on the Horrible Movie Podcast every once in a while. And they have He's a star. Talk about horrible movies and other things. So yeah, check that out at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA uh, and listen to the Horrible Movie Podcast. So the big news this week, uh, we could talk about Kate Middleton's fingers that are all the same size. That or doesn't seem like the big news. Taylor's new video that's coming out. or Nope. Black Panther, which we talked about in the pre-show. Yep. Or Nor'easter. What's Nor'easter? That sounds like a storm. It is. Okay. That's a big news. This is a storm. There's all kinds there's of stuff. There's a storm that, coming? There's all sorts of stuff in the all news. Right, it right. seems to be in my feed all the time. But the one that I thought that's getting maybe more buzz other than, you know, politics, which we don't talk about. Uh, is the school walkout that's scheduled. Yeah, tell me about this. You know what? To be honest, and I feel bad about it, but I haven't looked into, I've heard it's happening. I understand it's about uh, gun control primarily, about the idea of what happened in uh, Florida, taking these students taking action, encouraging other students to take action. But let's go a little bit deeper. Tell me you know, what strikes in you, what what's really happening here. I'd love to hear more about this walkout. So the walkout, um, which is... First inspired by the group Empower, which is a women's group. It's like a, okay. it's like their youth branch. They're the ones that kind of have organized everything. Um, and like 2,500 people or organizations have said we're going to be participating. Okay. So it's definitely going to be happening. When's across, it happening? Uh, it's happening this Wednesday, which okay. is the one month anniversary. So it's, it's happening two days from now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It's the one month anniversary of um, the shooting in Parkland, Florida. It's going to be at 10 a.m. local time, and it's lasting for 17 minutes. Which so no is, matter where you are, it happens at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And the 17 minutes are for the 17 lives that were lost at Parkland. Okay. And the whole point is they want to ban assault weapons. These are kind of their points that they're trying to kind of raise awareness about. Require universal background checks before gun sale and pass a gun violence restraining order law that would allow courts to disarm people who display warning signs of violent behavior. Mm. So those are kind of like their main points. Um, so I we, just, we don't get political here, yeah. but I'm on board with all three of those things. I, yeah. Um, and I know there's conversations to be had. I've had close people to me have conversations. Don't necessarily agree with all those things as stated there. Right. Um, 
But at least but moving in a direction of making it valuable. possible I think for... You, yeah, I think you have to understand culture. You have to understand where we are. You have to understand optics. You have to understand all those things. And I, I, I support all three of those things as I understand them. Yeah, yeah. I do too, as I understand them. Mm-hmm. But again, I haven't dived into the deep. Sure, sure. So... I do think that there has been a, a growing conversation, which is part of why the walkout I feel is kind of a neat thing and maybe and really important. Great, we have is to the talk com- about yep. this stuff, yeah, because it's obvious that different organizations are not either allowed to talk to each other in an efficient way, or there's not systems in place where if someone's been flagged over here, and then they get flagged over here. That's not like two flags. That's one here and one here. Right, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's just making, I think, some kind of a system where we know when someone is uh, more of a danger mm-hmm. because there were signs that Parkland could have been avoided. And we are living, unfortunately, in a culture where this has become the way to act out. And that's what's so unfortunate mm-hmm. a- about school shootings is they have gone from a random you unexpected. Know, unexpected occurrence yeah. to if you are... I'm going to use words like unstable. You know, if you, you're somebody who is uh, dealing with this darkness, um, that that is a way that that comes to mind primarily to Maturity. act out. Um, any, well, any number what, of whatever the cause is. Right. I'm just saying because culture has moved that way, yeah. and it's happened so many times. Unfortunately, this is the way that we're seeing it happen. And so to combat that, I think is, is very important in whatever ways that we can. So the other parts of the conversation about what's happening on Wednesday that I find interesting is that some schools are supporting it. Some schools are not supporting it. So there could be consequences for any student participating. So man, it's weird. What would you do if you were a student? If I was, I would walk out. Would you? Oh, sure. I feel like it's interesting. There would be part of my stubbornness and just let me go here. Give me some grace to go here because I'm, uh, you know, I, I know it could be read in different ways. But there's part of my stubbornness that would be like, I don't appreciate being politicized no matter what I do. I feel like I'm in an, an, I'm, you know, what if I'm the kind of student who wants to be apolitical? Like, I don't, I don't, that's not what I want to be about is to make a political stance. Well, if I stay and don't walk out, I'm making a political stance. And even if I didn't intend to, if I do walk out, I'm making a political stance. You know, like, I don't appreciate the, uh, like, being forced to be in that situation. I think I might have some of those emotions. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I, I felt that way on See You at the Poll Day as a Christian. Sure, sure, right? sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if I don't go to the poll, then what? I'm a bad Christian. But yes, if I do exactly. go to the poll and I don't want to be at the poll, you know, so that's like, I, I understand participating in things. So. Yeah, it's, it, there's a forced political yeah. aspect to it that, that feels a little weird. I would hope as a parent, you know, that you just would have a conversation like, do you know if your kids are going to walk out? Do you know if, you know, your kids' high school or your kids' schools right, are how they feel about it. Yeah, that's important. Because there, all are, there are also schools who are saying, we're not going to do the 17-minute walkout or everyone's leaving the building, um, but we're going to do this instead. So there might be other ways that there's a way to participate with this day yeah and you know honor parkland and talk about it because you know schools they have to talk about it they have to talk about safety this is part of like what happens when you're in a public school setting the teachers have to know what they do if there's an emergency and the kids have to know what they would do so this is just kind of like part of that so i'd be curious like how your conversations with your kids aaron will go like if you haven't talked to them about it already which i don't know here's the thing they're on spring break this week Oh, interesting. So, like, they walked out last Friday. Right. <laughs> That's not, true. They're not walking back out into the school until Monday, so... Well, I I mean, if if my kid wanted to do that and there was a consequence, 
I would talk to them about, well, then there's a consequence. Right. So, you yeah. know, you have to make a decision. And but I would support because that's how my parents raised me. Like if I wanted to, to take a stand on something then I, you know, I would. So yeah, with an understanding of the consequence, I, I feel the same way. Um, I think it's very important, especially if 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 my boys are feeling like they want to do something because it means something to them then I think it's really important to engage with that in a positive way. So The final thing I think that we could just real briefly even just say, because I think we both agree with this, is just I love seeing this youth become part of the political conversation and really make a statement because I remember the intense feeling of really hating not being taken seriously as a small per- a small adult. Mm-hmm. you know, And really it's like, yeah, I didn't understand longevity. I didn't understand you know, that my decisions one day would impact the future because I was more in the moment. And that's just how human beings are created. Like we literally lack the ability of intense foresight when we're that young. But at the same time, there is still a validity to perspective, ideas. Like I just think about all of the different things that have been created by youth, middle schoolers, high schoolers who have created not only technology, like I, uh, in Kansas City, there was a one of the major bridge intersections. It was it was a mess for years, and nobody could fig- no engineers could figure out how to make it work. And then it like a kid just drew it up with a crayon one day. And <laughs> so you know, like there's so much that can come out of the youth. And I feel like um, as adults, we can just continue to encourage them to be part of the political environment and learn about what that's like because. Yeah. I feel like we've spent so many years not caring about politics and that this generation is genuinely going to care a lot about I, our political environment. I find that so valuable. Um, give me grace on what I'm about to say here as well. Because uh, you have teenagers. Because I have teenagers. <laughs> I think like everything, there's an interesting balance. And I think it's okay for the pendulum to swing this way right now mm-hmm. where there, because this anger is based in reality in a very real and traumatic way, especially for those close to Parkland, mm-hmm. um, but the the pendulum also has to find humility as well, and I think that's part of ma- maturing and growing up. And uh, there is an element of here's how I feel. This is this is important to me. This is valuable. That has to be balanced with. But let me listen to you too, and let me understand what you're saying, and let's have conversation. And I know I'm young, and I know. You know, or in my in my case, I know I don't know everything, and so I want to hear other perspectives. So finding that balance, I do think, is important. And I'm not I'm not seeing a lot of the humility side of the the pendulum currently in this situation. That's okay. I I think that's fine. Like I said, I think it's okay. Well, that for doesn't the, sell stories either, <laughs> right? No, totally, totally. But I, I do think it's valuable, and that's a conversation I would have with my children. That's right. not a conversation I would have about anybody else's kids. Uh, that's a conversation I would have with my kids about how to engage with things that they think are valuable, important, and that they're passionate about and understanding that we live in a world of very different perspectives. Uh, and we live in a world where people are very stubborn about their perspectives. And the only way we're going to find a way to live together is to find a way to have dialogue and to not be so divided, but to find a way towards unity. So, I, you know, that's my heart. My, my heart is always towards unity. And uh, I think that can happen here. So again, great conversations to come from yeah. this movement that's happening. So totally, at totally. the very least, now if you don't know this about Aaron and I, we are both uh, Christians. So I'm going to say this to those who believe similarly to me. You can kind of interpret it and apply it to your life, however it works for you. 
But I will be praying for protection for those kids because they're all leaving their school environment Mm -hmm. and the world knows it. So some idiot could easily make this about something else. And so there's been specific things, you know, just like only the people of the school are participating. No one from the outside, please show up, things like that. But I'm just hoping that everything goes well. And it's like a little peaceful 17 minute honorable protest to just bring more awareness. It's a great place to put your prayers. Something yeah. that is important. In so. my in in my prayers, my thoughts are in thoughts and prayers. Thoughts <laughs> That's, and prayers. There's a whole nother conversation. Uh, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Here we go. No, but mine are in the area of um, continued growth in our culture towards unity um, and towards understanding and understanding that culture changes. Let's hope we can do that. Yeah. We're certainly going to do our best. <laughs> that's what that's what we try to encourage um, those of you who listen to our podcast to do the same. So, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for perusing the news with us today. We would encourage you to connect with us any way you see fit. We are on Twitter at Peruse the News. We're on Spreaker. You can find us there and leave comments on each episode. Let us know what you're interested in and what you're thinking about. If you see a news story, by the way, if you see a news story that you want us to talk about. Please send it our way. Either tweet at us or email us or whatever. However you want to get in touch with us. Leave a comment at Spreaker. Uh, We'd appreciate it. Uh, You can find all the podcasts on the Studio DNA Podcast Network at studiodna.media. If you want to chat uh, at us during the live show, just get the Spreaker app and search for Peruse the News. Uh, We go live every other Monday afternoon. And again, we want to thank our Patreon supporters because without their monthly support, shows like this would not exist on this network. If you support at three bucks a month, you will have an ad-free experience with your own podcast feed, as well as bonus episodes. And you can find out more about supporting us at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Also, subscribe, rate, comment wherever you listen to podcasts, um, especially if it's Apple Podcasts. Uh, They use that information a lot to determine what they promote to other people. So yeah, give a rating, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. Uh, And finally, shout out to our producer, Phil takes all the crazy things we say and somehow arranges them into some sort of cohesive show. Well. And that's the news! I still can't do it. You were great. It's only because you were louder. It's a little Kermit the Froggy. I should just embrace the Kermit part. (laughs) I don't even know that that was Kermit. (laughs)